Welcome to the Experiments Podcast, where we talk about life and business and how they daily intersect. I'm your host, Laura Doughty. Let's get to some real talk. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited today to have Miss Erin Noble. She is a real estate agent based in Bellingham, Washington, and I want to share with you a little bit of her formal uh, bio here really quick. Of course, I said Bellingham, Washington, which is actually the birthplace of EXP. And she joined EXP as agent number 337 in 2014. Her husband, Peter, left Microsoft in 2016 and joined her as COO of EXP. And Aaron was the regional growth manager for EXP, facilitating growth in many of the U.S state as well as Canada. She grew the company from 300 agents up to 30,000 agents. She recently joined Real two years ago as the chief culture officer, which I think you will see very quickly in this interview, how she exudes culture from every fiber of her being. While she was in that position, she helped create the agent plan and the elite plan which are all in regards to additional ways to generate income as an agent and be recognized for your hard work. So I'm super excited to have this conversation because I think you're really going to see how amazing Miss Erin is. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited to have this amazing woman here, my sisterhood in real estate, Miss Erin Noble. Thank you for joining I, um, of course, have already done your formal intro and in our kind of pre-conversation, one of the things that I um, am super excited about is the lessons that you've learned along the way. And even in our conversation, you were gracious enough to kind of help me as a coach to my agents. I always tell them I have another coach, but even in our sisterhood of real estate, because predominantly I work with women and it's Mm -hmm. mostly because we're 65% according to the national association of realtors. But then when you look at who's on the top list, it's the other gender and that bothers me. (laughs) I want to do something about that. And that's what this conversation is about today. It's about how you can grow your business. So share your informal part of your background and and why you love real estate and those pieces about your life. Absolutely. Thank you for having me here too. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, Yeah, I I got started in real estate back in 1999. I had recently gotten married and moved to Bellingham and left my career in Seattle. Um, For those of you that don't know Bellingham, Washington, uh, especially 25 years ago, uh, it was very small, sleepy little town, just a college town, and I could not find a job. So I was, I started selling rugs. (laughs) <laughs> selling rugs for what, what used to be the Bon Marche, which is now Macy's. It's all I could find. Oh my and gosh, I amazing. did that for about six months and I had this repeat client coming in and she kept saying, you know, you just make a really good real estate agent. Why don't you go into real estate? And I thought, hmm, interesting. Okay. So I signed up for real estate school and um, met a really good friend of mine, a dear friend, uh, Debbie Byrie. And she and I both went through real estate school together back in 1999, uh, graduated from that. Um, I guess you can call it graduated, right? Well, you, the do. <laughs> you don't really graduate from anything. Well, it feels uh, like it got, got, yeah. Passed my test. How about that? And then 
started my career uh, selling residential real estate. Um, had three babies during the time, calling my real estate babies, you know, drag them around with me during showings and <laughs> change diapers awesome. in the car, all that fun stuff. Uh, so very fond memories of that. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's kind of a quick blurb about who I am, where my, I'm at. I was with the boutique brokerage here locally for the majority of my career, about 15 years, wow. until I stumbled upon EXP Realty, which was homegrown right here in Bellingham. Uh, joined them in 2014, and then just a few years ago, joined Real Brokerage. So here we are today. Well, and you have been hyper successful, is in my opinion, of in growing teams. And I really loved our conversation about the curiosity. And, and so a lot of people kind of get caught up in the residual side of the business that's possible with the model that we work with. And as I said to you earlier, I've been with Isogenics for six years. I love that piece of my network marketing because I know that how I live my life from that health side has not only benefited me, I can share that authentically with other people and whether they're just a consumer or, you know, a participant, there's a process there. And it's a model that's been kind of moved over into real estate. And given the MLM, like there's all of these dirty words that come around it. But as I said to you, the beautiful side to me, when done correctly, and as successful as you have been, you can't be that successful without it being done correctly. (laughs) You build an amazing community. So share a little bit about like the difference between recruiting and attracting and, or just how you've built your community? Sure. Great, great questions. Um, Really, it comes down to defining what your true passions are. I mean, I live to feed my soul and I, I don't thrive if I'm not being genuine to who I am. So I, I am super passionate about two things in business. I love sharing my vast experience with other agents to help them be successful. That gives me just a greater sense of goodness. It's very, very fulfilling to help somebody become successful, no matter how I'm helping them be successful, whether it's a mentoring situation or it's just a piece of advice or listening to somebody or have them cry on my shoulder when a transaction is just going crazy. (laughs) I think we all know how that can be. Um, So I just feel like it's, it's my due time after being in the industry for so long that it's, it's, I owe that. I need to give back some of my knowledge uh, back to the the community of agents that are out there. And second of all, I I love making money. I I love generating money. I think it's really fun. I think, again, when you're passionate about something and when you're honest and you, you lead from a grateful place, that the money will just follow you anywhere. It's just being authentic to yourself. And I love helping other people make money as well. It's not about becoming rich or for me, it's not about having things. Um, For me, what feeds my soul as well is having experiences. And I love having experiences with my family and with my husband and with my friends. And I love traveling that feeds my soul. But of course that's not very inexpensive to do either. So (laughs) that's where the money. Yes, absolutely. Uh, But I love showing other, other people, you know, how to do that because there is an art to it and it's not difficult. It's just actually extremely simple. Um, But I've, 
I think I've kind of figured out how to do it. And I figured out how to do it as a, as a woman. And really for me, it's just about being authentic to my, myself. I love that. And one of my, um, like sayings that I am, why I coach, um, and same for me, it's like, I, I learned so much through this process and I've was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, I've been through two downturns now and I'm like, I'm ready for this one. Like, this is the time, like, I'm not going to miss out on this one. And that sounds, it's kind of like, you know, being greedy or whatever. No, no, no. Like I see the opportunity this time where in the past I didn't. So one of my sayings is each one teach one. And you absolutely model that perfectly in everything that you said. Um, and I think that it's, it's, it's just how we, it's part of your legacy and how you've given back and, and why I think as well, you've been so successful. Can you elaborate a little bit? Um, cause one of the things that I really loved about what you said in the pre-conversation was about the curiosity piece. And, um, you know, I'm an eighties baby. Um, well not baby. I wish I was born in the eighties. I wouldn't be as old as I am. I'm an eighties teenager. How about that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I grew up when our, inflation rate was exactly worse actually than it is right now. You know, my, the interest rate for my parents' home was 13%. The home, mm-hmm. interest rate from my home that I bought my first one was six plus percent. So like all of this is like, what, what, like, yeah, I get it. Yep. So with the curiosity piece and the reason I was talking about the eighties part is we had to market, we had to pay for ads to like, in from the real estate standpoint, like in order for me to connect with people. I had to put myself out there with flyers and postcards and I had to spend a ridiculous amount of money to market myself. This arena is a game changer mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. and connecting with people and helping yourself not only generate the transaction, but the model that we work with provides multiple ways to generate that money. But you talked about your process of simplifying it. So if you'll share that, that would- sure. And it's, it's really just a different mindset. I mean, we're also used to being out there and marketing, marketing ourselves, marketing our listings, you know, marketing ourselves to get more business. I think it's, it's truly shifted into attraction. It's especially in this, you know, day and age of social media where everybody's out there and they are getting clientele because of who they are. If you're being your genuine self out there on Instagram or TikTok and you're attracting other clientele that, that resonates with you. What a beautiful thing. Yeah. And how many times have you had a transaction where you've got a buyer that you're representing and you are just not a fit? I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's tough the whole way. And you cannot wait for that transaction to close and move on. And then you never want to talk to them again. <laughs> I mean, I'm guilty. I, I, I should have referred them to somebody else, but you know, I was younger. I didn't think about it that way. And really, gosh, you know, I'm turning away business back in that, that time yeah. that wasn't heard of. Yeah. It's, it's different. Now you have the opportunity to pick and choose who you want to work with. And it's the same way with growing your, your business with attracting agents to your team. It's truly just being your genuine self and being curious, asking questions about, you know, their lives, finding their pain points. I don't ever, ever lead with revenue share. I mean, I love revenue share. I love the benefits of revenue share. When I first started at my previous brokerage at eXp Realty, I did not understand revenue share for the life of me. I'd never been with a company where I earned revenue share. It did not make sense to me. So I completely ignored it for a year. 
until I started getting these mystery payments that were paying for, oh, my car payment. And then, oh gosh, my mortgage payment one month. That caught my attention. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> but it, it, you just can't lead with revenue share. You can't stuff it down people's throats because people, they, they don't want to hear about it. What they want to see and learn about are benefits. How can I make my life better? What are you, what does this do for me? How does this help educate me? How does this provide sustainability in my, in, in my efforts during the day and, and all of the work that I'm doing? How do I, and I hate the term exit strategy because it's so overused, but it's, it's very relevant in what we're doing is 1099s. We're self-employed. Yep. What are we doing to create a strategy to be able to graduate from the business? And enjoy well, because life. your business is dead when you stop selling, it, like it, every agent it. is transaction to transaction. Mm-hmm. And our business doesn't really talk about that. That no. even when you have a team built out, like, you know, over the past several years, a team structure has become so popular. Um, it's not necessarily the most profitable model. If it can be it when set up correctly, mm-hmm. but even with that use, there are, I know a lot of people that have kind of like removed themselves and then they just have their team doing all of the work. And I know that, that there are clients that are missing that connection and that relationship with the person that built the entire team. But the beautiful thing about the, the revenue share and, and building a team in, under that model is that it's that agent mm-hmm. that's building their business and you're helping them build that business. So there's, there's, there's not that missing piece of the main rainmaker, if you will, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really like that word either, but um, that's not a part of the transaction. You are a part of that transaction mm-hmm. and, and you're still building out your business. So it is a mindset. I love that you said that because it's easy to write it off as this gimmicky, you know, like uncomfortable, but when you are in the presence of someone like you, Aaron, that clearly is as transparent and authentic as you are and caring. It's hard not to like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm actually kind of interested in what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that when you see somebody like Aaron here, who is sharing a business model that provides you, as she said, an exit strategy that no other company really provides like it's something worth listening to absolutely and and i have you know some personal history to take through this i learned the hard way um back in seven eight nine those were tough years in oh nine how many houses did you close that year how Um, many transactions we literally were starting our business we might have done 10 okay i closed one oh wow (laughs) (laughs) it was bad yeah. Um, I lost my construction. Well, we have a, we have a few more people in our area. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I lost my construction business. Um, oh, wow. foreclosure with that. Um, I went through divorce. I sold one house. Girl, <laughs> literally, Lord. I, I was literally digging in the couch for change yeah. and I don't ever want to be in that situation again. I had a nice lifestyle. I had nice cars. I had just, I, provided things for my family. And I had a certain lifestyle 
Um, so that was a big, big shock to me, how quickly things can shift on you. And I didn't have anything to, to stand upon. I mean, I had a small amount, a uh, small settlement for my divorce, but then I started renting a house. And as a realtor, that's just, just that's kind of a bone crusher there for you. I'm trying yeah. to real estate and ask you where you're living while I'm currently renting. And that's, so anyhow, I, I had to reinvent myself big time and I had to figure things out quickly. And that's why I was really attracted to a model that has not only, you know, a, an extension where I can cultivate and generate more income, but it's also another extension where you get equity in that company. So again, I look at it as a 401k for realtors. Yeah. It, it just makes good business sense. It, it really does. Um, any other traditional model where you are not earning equity for all of the efforts and the hard work that you are doing, because you as the agent, you're out there, you're on the ground floor, you're, you're doing the work. It's time to be rewarded for that as well. Right. And, and to be, you know, making more money and keeping more money in your pocket uh, for those down days where, where you don't know where they're going to hit. You don't know what's, what's going to come. You don't know what the future holds. And that's so true for where we are right now, because there are a lot of agents that um, have massively benefited. Um, maybe last year was a little frustrating because of like we were talking about earlier, the insane amount of extra work. Um, like you didn't even have time to really keep systems in place or anything. It was just like hand over fist. You're trying to get a deal to go through or, you know, whatever the situation and like trying to get an offer accepted. Yeah. And, and then coming and then as a listing agent, you know, when you're getting offers that are, you know, 500, 600, even a million over asking, like for me as a broker, those kinds of conversations scare me. <laughs> it's amazing for the client. It really is. But then I'm thinking, oh God, like how, anyway, so there's just, so those days for these agents are no longer, um, there are pockets that are still, you know, sure. year over year under still, but that is going to be shifting quickly. Mm -hmm. And I am not a, you know, doom and gloom again. Like I said, I didn't take advantage. I didn't see the opportunity in the time that when you were, you know, looking for change. Um, and now I, that's why this is so important, you know, locking arms with people like you, um, and helping people, helping people to see that there's so many other avenues, so many more paths to generate consistent, stable, reliable mm -hmm. income. Yep. Different platforms for it, for sure. I mean, there's some great companies out there that are doing it, you know, Obviously, EXP has done it very, very well. I, I can speak for that because I was agent number 337 with that company, having joined in 2014, helped take it to over 30,000 agents by the time I left. You know, there are 80,000 plus agents yeah. at this point. So the model has proven itself. You've got Fathom as well. Another, you know, great model that has offers similar compensation, uh, equity and revenue sharing. I think this is the type of platform along with real and what we're providing to our agents today is the platform that you need to look at along with the financial compensation, along with the type of support and free education and training that you are going to do to support your business for the long term.
A thousand percent. The one little thing that I just want to back up what she just said, um, because I'm a broker, because I've owned my own brokerage, I understand literally what it, to pay rent for the utilities, for the, you know, the ENO, all of the sky slope, all of those things that a lot of agents just walk into a brokerage and, you know, they just, all of those things are taken care of. But just because certain brokerages have those systems in place, you really, and for me coming from where I came from, I really needed to look at how functional are they? Because um, not only for the agents, like for me, the bringing on agents and, or for my con- clients, having an amazing experience mm-hmm. throughout the transaction is equally as important as to how I get paid. And that's the thing from an integral standpoint that I was not hanging my hat anywhere ever again, unless I could see behind the veil mm-hmm. and know with a hundred percent, listen, business is business. Things happen. Like there are glitches. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about knowing the people that run the business, knowing that the systems that they have in place actually function and are not being, you know, like, Oh, this has gone down for today. Anyway, there, there's no excuses. The there's so much accountability. And when you put in a market request at certain brokerages that I coach for, um, for agents anyway, and it takes you two days a week to get that turn. Like that's not a system that works. That's Mm -hmm. not a system that's in favor of the agent. And if you're like, Oh, well, it's just, um, it's, you know, I, what am I going to do about it? Well, what are you going to, what you can do about it is understand as an agent, you are an independent contractor running your own solo entrepreneur business, and you have an opportunity to be in charge and be the CEO of your business, but you need to align with function mm-hmm. and basic principles that work. And then as Aaron has so beautifully laid out here, you can also make additional streams of revenue all while you're doing the exact same thing that you're doing right now, mm-hmm. but have Absolutely. the functionality. Yeah. It, it's so important to think of your business, be the CEO of your own business, make smart choices, do it for your business. You need to remove yourself a little bit about from it and, and do it. What's best for your business. Do the research, take the time, ask the questions, ask the hard questions. You know, I, I have a closing in two days. I need to generate a CDA. How quickly can I get paid? How am I paid? Am I paid at the table? Am I paid at closing? You need to know these things. They're really integral to your business. And as a good business person, these are just the questions you just have to ask. Um, Also, you want your business to be profitable. You want to have additional income streams to help protect you in the the downtimes or the commission gaps. What if you have 10 closings lined up in one month and three of them close? Are you prepared to handle that? Are you being a CEO for your business? You know, do you, would you say no to extra commission at that point in time? Would you say no to extra revenue? No, I certainly wouldn't. So you owe it to yourself and to your business and to your family to look into different opportunities on how to generate more income. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so, so much. I just, I get so excited about it. Sometimes as I was saying to you, like, I'm just like, how do you not get this? Like I have, well, that's my- actually one of the problems. With I know, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like 
that's what like you brought me back to center and because I am I am I can be so left brained like masculine brain sometimes because as a woman in Los Angeles running my own business you know competing with other you know whatever it, it's like you you got to keep that feminine side of you know exactly everything you're talking about and just I just love the fact that we have this opportunity and I'm so grateful that you shared it way more eloquently (laughs) than I ever, ever can. Well, I'll get there. Like I'm going to keep watching this video over and over again. Um, So um, thank you so much. And please, you guys reach out to Erin. She has, she's such a wealth of knowledge. Your, your Instagram is tell them. Uh, Air Instagram. <laughs> with an that's what it, yeah, that's where so I was like, it's, how do it's, I? Yeah. There it's it is. So literally it's her, two ends her name, name so. two ends, and then yeah. Instagram. Instagram. It's hilarious. I <laughs> yes. love it. You'll, you'll see me on there. That's yeah. my personal account. I, I, you'll see a lot of fishing pictures on there. Um, that's one of my most fun hobbies is, is to go fishing. I'm originally from Alaska. So we go up to Alaska all the time in the summer to see my family. And then of course, to stock the freezer with fish. So lots of fishing, lots of boating, lots of fun, lots of food, wine, you know, that's kind of who I am. That's how I love to live my life, but that's one of my passions. So yeah, connect with me on there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Erin. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Experiment Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Laura Dowdy underscore L-E for live. Excellent. Go make a difference, y'all. The world needs you.